0: Ladies and gentlemen, Mech Warriors and Mech fans, happy Friday and happy weekend to you all. And welcome to this production update with Russ Bullock, President of Piranha Games. I am Darren, also known as Bombadil, and joining me tonight I have Phil aka Sean Lang and Chris Lowry, game designer for Mech Warrior online. As always, chat will be moderated, so please behave yourselves or you will be removed and forced to become Wing Breakers Bondsman, I promise you. Currently happening in MWO, we have the Alpha Strike Personal Challenge event, which began on August 15th and will be running through August 31st. So that's about 12 more days, I think. Uh, Be sure to check that out as it's a great way to have fun, earn some C-bills, and potentially get your hands on some cool new Warhorns, which I'm still working towards. Additionally, we have the Cyclops versus Kodiak sale and the Summer sale with daily deals. From now until August 23rd, you can get 20% off the Cyclops and Kodiak packages, add-ons, and gift codes do you like the Versus sales? If so, stay tuned next week for the Roughneck Versus Night Gear. The summer sale kicks off August 21st with a sale on MechBase premium time, so be sure to head to MWOMerks.com for more info on that. And finally, but surely not least, and I think we're going to discuss a little bit later also, MechCon tickets are available now at MechWarrior.com forward slash MechCon. And by the way, MechWarrior.com, awesome. Uh, If you are one of those people that regretted not going last year, and many of you told me that personally, uh, be sure to not let it happen again. This year, METCON 2017 is going to be bigger and better than ever before, and it will surely, no doubt, be a day to remember just like last year's was. Whether you can join us in person or if you catch us online on the live stream, which will be live streaming the entire event like last year, except better than last year. So get your tickets now at mechwarrior.com forward slash METCON enough of that let's get this
1: thing started right now phil how are you doing tonight i'm doing great man got my coffee yeah yeah mine too i ate some tacos for dinner i'm solid i'm ready to go so uh, yeah no
0: lucky you good 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 to hear and chris how are things with you
2: going good we're trying to clamp down on uh, much all the balance changes that are going to be coming in uh, next month uh, so um the I guess the big news, uh, or I won't say necessarily big, but I guess the news to announce there is that uh, we're we finally uh, reached a point where the new tech has kind of settled to a point where we can aim to make some improvements uh, coming pretty soon.
0: Excellent, good to hear, man. So balance changes, improvements coming very soon, right around the corner next month. Good to hear. And Russ, happy Friday. How are you doing, man? Good.
3: You guys promised me you'd have me back sooner than this. It took you long enough, but we're back. I know,
0: I know. We're we're so lazy. We just didn't get around to it. But you made it happen. Your tweet sent you. You know, you said uh, when do you guys want to have this? Everybody said now, and then you got on the horn and said let's make this happen now. So here we are, thanks to you guys in uh, Twitterdom or whatever, Tweetland. So let's get into this. I know some people know that one of the topics is maps, but obviously uh, we're not here to just talk about maps. Russ, what would you like to kick this off with? Give us some info. Well, I mean, I guess first
3: off, people will notice that we've got a bit of a different format tonight. I mean, we didn't specifically call it a town hall because we weren't necessarily, you know, taking questions from the community tonight. Um, We may end up kind of pilfering some out. But primarily, I guess we just wanted I have a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, It's a big production update. Uh, and I just wanted to make sure that we really focused on that, and I made sure I got all of the messaging out to the community, and you know, we can have follow-ups, and we certainly may have uh, quote-unquote town halls in the future, but sometimes I think it's best to uh, just make sure we have the right style of meeting here to get all of the information out to the community.
0: Excellent. So yeah, there is a lot of things to discuss, uh, a lot of uh, really cool info, in my opinion. I think you'll all agree with me. What would you like to start with? Is there anything uh, in particular?
3: Well, let's start with um, just one little downer to get out of the way here. Downer? Uh, yeah, just a, uh, it's a little bit to some people, but it's been something that uh, I guess has been on the roadmap for quite a long time. And, and a lot of people have been saying Well, some people, I guess, uh, you know, players, especially those that maybe make videos and things, there's um, this bringing back of the Mech IK. And we, you know, we brought it upon ourselves because it was kind of dead and buried for a long time. And then, you know, we had come up with some solutions for some of the past problems and said, okay, we're going to bring this thing back. Um, It was just recently just kind of rediscovered, though, as the some reasoning why it probably should not come back and at least won't be for now. And that is that it became clear that uh, any benefits we'd get on the aesthetic side would not be worth the hit registration problems that it would introduce. Um, If you think about this for a minute, if your leg does some really neat IK stuff as it steps up on a rock and bends the knee and kind of gets up there, um, that State of your leg is client side. That's not the server doesn't know about that for every mech. Doesn't replicate all this mech IK stuff. So a shot could look as though it went just behind your leg um, to you, but in reality, on the server, that's where your leg was, and then you took a hit. And people talk about you know maybe hit registration not working. So until we have time where we feel like the time is justified to that you know that small aesthetic improvement is worth the time to investigate on replicating, or if we even can replicate that type of data across a network is questionable. So um, for now, it's just going to have to go silently into the darkness, where it kind of has been anyhow. I know you're you're saying so. No, no change. Nothing. Nothing new there. Just.
0: Well, be... I think that's uh pretty logical i mean it's for me and i know phil feels the same way because he just said so in chat um if you know obviously in a perfect world we'd want both ik and uh hit registration but if you have to choose between the two i think hit registration wins
1: yeah I, th- I think that's sort of self-explanatory right there i mean i think it'd be very frustrating as a player to shoot like oh i swear i hit the leg and it's like no it wasn't really there behind the scenes so sucks but at the end of the day i'd rather have solid uh hit reg than uh than that Cool,
3: well, um enough of the little bits of downers we pretty much have you know we have a full show this evening of just a whole bunch of great information so i agree let's get let's move right into what what i'm what i'm calling the special event system, so a lot of people in the community know of this more as more related to faction play we we've talked about the uh, you know, IS versus IS, special event uh, functionality. And that was originally slated to come out in August, if not even sooner, from a non-roadmap standpoint. But the reason it's taken an extra amount of time is the system has really grown a lot more robust than it it initially was. Um, Again, initially it was more along the lines of, okay, this will go along with faction play, faction play only, and... Allow it so we can set up these sub conflicts. uh, In the example that was, you know, two IS factions perhaps fighting each other or two clan factions. Now, what's actually happened is this system has become really a a global system now for the entire game. And I guess the, the simplest way to boil it down is the events will no longer exist on the website. They'll all exist within the game client. This will have a really great UI representation of every event and even a history of events and and upcoming events and it's all going to be listed right there in the client where you can select and choose and scroll back and and look at all these events. So we might have a very simple quick play event that's uh, like you're used to on the website and it says you know do this that or the other during the course of the weekend and get various rewards and it's um it's even more robust than we've ever had on the website so we can do things we've never been able to do before um tiers of rewards um all sorts of subcategories and and we can do partial rewards and rewards for uh just you've seen a lot of examples of this over the years on the website but of course now you don't have to go to the website and i know a lot of us agree that like We've really relied on the website far too heavily. I mean, as a gamer myself, I don't see myself going to a website as much as a lot of you guys have had to in Mechor Online over the years. So it's shifting all that into the game client. And so I've talked about quick play, absolutely. But of course, maybe where it's really going to shine is in faction play. And it really is becoming, as we conclude this, it's become clear that it's a major update. It's really a major update for, for Faction Play because the the power of the feature for Faction Play is really going to be incredible. I mean, now, there's really there's hardly any limitations to what we can do. First off, we could bring it in and we could have an event, just like you are going through now or went through last week and stuff with Faction Play. And what I mean by that is an event on the main conflict, the main Clan IS conflict. And But now we can put all the rewards and tiers of rewards in there. We can have different rewards for the winners, different rewards for the losers, um, all different categories and tiers, as I said. And it's all tracked right there in the UI with bars and up unlocks and automatic you know, reward system. And then, of course, we can move that into, we can have an IS versus IS conflict um, alongside the main conflict, clan versus clan, even a sub-clan versus IS, I suppose, if we wanted to. Um, there 's really not a lot of limitations. The system is really incredibly powerful when it comes out in september 'll we'll be it 'll be focused on more of a smaller subset of functionality um, to make sure that we can well enough that we can immediately start with the events types that i 've been describing here um, but' it 'll kind of continue to grow and continue to get more robust and have more and more functionality in fact it 's kind of gotten to the point where when I think about this feature. I start to see how it will really potentially fundamentally drive the development for, say, faction play in the future. Um, you can start to see how these events and these conflicts is a way that we might even start to drive the entire faction play conflict. I mean, we'll find out
0: soon, uh, but it's really, um, it's really incredible. Yeah, I mean, it's, so basically, what you're saying is, it, it's gonna the new event system's gonna have everything that we have currently online, but it's gonna be uh, in the game client. But not only are we gonna have everything we already have, but it's gonna be more. And personally, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm super excited for this. I've talked to tons of people within the community that just like you said aren't the type of people that are going to go visit a website uh, daily even weekly or whatever personally i do i visit websites the games i play all the time um but it's because i don't want to miss things and this that's what this is going to help it's going to allow people that don't know that uh, events are going on or whatever to see it in game to easily see what the goals are uh and and i think it's going to be brilliant something we've needed for a long time and i'm excited to see it and like you pointed out specifically to faction warfare i see people when we do the faction warfare events all of a sudden we get you know certain streamers that come around basically for faction warfare events and um and youtubers that are producing content and so forth so i'm excited about that i think it's just going to bring more people into the game and uh let them see what's going on uh on a regular basis so sounds like a very positive move to me
1: we did have a question in chat russ and it was uh are they reported live like instantaneous like if you do an event like it's like i don't know get shoot zeus leg or whatever uh when you go back in because there's a slight delay i think on the website as it reports is this all just internally live and boom it pulls right from the stats well i i'm gonna
3: say yes kind of caught me there but i'm I sorry mean, I sorry so. i was just yes. asking
1: yeah,
3: yeah no I, I believe it does yes i mean i'll have to double check but i mean the, most of the time when it comes to the website yeah, it's because the website has to pull things directly from the database, and the database communicates with the game client constantly, right? Unlike the, the the website, which has to pull it every so often, and then we, you know, we only dare pull it every so often just for the sake of the website. And this, I mean, you know, you talk to the engineers; they can explain it better than me. But the game itself is in constant communication with the database, so I would guess that if there's um, any kind of delay, it'd be uh, very small. But I'm guessing it's going to be instant. If you look at you know, the achievement system, things like that, that's, it should have, feel very similar. It's just, you know, you know, just update. should update right away.
0: <laughs> yeah, that, that daily event was pretty cool. And I think what Russ is saying is we can pretty much with this system do anything, right? We can do dailies. We can do a month-long event. We can do something that exists both in Faction War and uh, Quick Drops, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, in it's fact, other.
3: what we're focusing on right now is there's a lot of effort going into the tool side of this on the on the like designer side. So like Matt who does all the, you know, the marketing and the events and stuff, he'll have a tool that he can use for this and we're actually being really careful with the tool because the functionality that's exposed in the system is extremely powerful. Like it's kind of ridiculous. It's like every last thing is available. So we could we could horribly break things it's that powerful so we have to kind of make sure the tool is created in a way that um, smartly kind of puts limits and restrictions on things so that you know we create good events that make a lot of sense that are deep and robust but uh, um, kind of keep things in check a little bit because it's it's essentially granting you know access to the event creator to like every last Stat and event and everything that's in the game, so we can do things we couldn't do before. I've said that a few times, and I'm struggling to come up with, an, with with an example. But a lot of times we've had events based on stats and things, but those have been more more difficult in the past because our database engineer had to write custom scripts for the events, and now and, and there's just kind of limits to how much like consecutive scripts he could run to track various stats or advanced things, and and now we'll be, it'll be much. It'll, well, we just have access to a lot more advanced stats tracking and for the for the sake of the event. So it'll take us probably a little while to, you know, over the course of a few months to get, you know, just get up to speed with these events, and you'll probably see them just become, you know, more and more complex, kind of like the web ones have over the years, but now kind of start where we were at the web ones and kind of move even further in, in the, you know,
0: advanced events and such. I love it. So, I think it's, Go ahead.
2: Uh, so... Um, one question that uh, came up. Uh, um, you mentioned uh, that it's uh, going to be coming out in September, but then going to be expanded upon. So what can people expect uh, as far as the functionality in September and uh, you know what is going to be coming at a later time?
3: Yeah, I mean, I won't talk on the later time stuff because I'm not even sure like how this thing will kind of grow and expand. But the things that I've described should be available in September, like all the quick play events and even the... Um, faction play events like this, like IS versus IS and, and those types of things, all with tiered structure and everything, that'll all be available right away in September. So pretty much everything we've discussed here about this system will be available right away. Um, it'll just go beyond that and it will grow like a monster and, and we'll find out. But. I just uh, – there's just so much power there and so much potential that I just kind of see this – I can just naturally see this becoming involved in our design decisions around the game as well and, and becoming a bigger part of things. But it should be able to do everything that we've talked about, like right up in September.
0: Excellent. Yes. What? Well, I like I like the idea of kicking it off with a leg zoof event, but uh, we'll see. Um... Yeah,
3: I think we could probably – this is the type of system that, you know – community members are probably going to be able to come up with lots of great events and great event ideas. And maybe we can have new kind of new dedicated threads in the forums and stuff. And now more so than ever, some of those event types might be possible for us. Whereas before on the website and other stuff, it it maybe wasn't as much. So yeah. Um, very excited for that to hit. I know that the guys are working even overtime right now, just to polish up the front end and make sure it's uh, as good as possible. And, and it's ready to go out the door. Um, can't wait! Excellent. You want to move us into the next one? Well, next sure. Let's top. talk about let's talk about maps. Let's do People it. You want to talk about maps? Um, there is some map news. I think it's really good news. Um, it's not going to be ten maps. Like <laughs> <laughs> somebody was. Missing. Um, I, I just made him famous. Uh, so yes, we have. Okay, so the first one's due in November. I know November isn't September or October, but there is a new map coming out in november it is at first we we're calling it crater because it was kind of a moon themed um sort of get up and uh we, it, it kind of evolved through the design process um it's no longer a crater at all it's it's kind of i call it termaline meets hpg manifold so it's it still kind of has a moon theme to it and the art, some of the art is still being finalized, but it is in the final art state. So we should be, um, we've already been testing, had uh, internal tests with this uh, half a dozen times or more. Um, it's going, it's starting to, it's actually fairly arted right now. It's going to go into the final art state over the next couple weeks, um, and then we should be testing pretty much a final version um, in September, and you know, working it towards a November release. Again, as a reminder. For something to hit like a November, a mid-November patch, it means it has to be like totally finalized by mid-October. So that um, gives you a little idea that we don't have as much time as maybe it sounds like. So that gives us, I guess, it's about two months to totally finish it. Um, and you know, early reviews internally is that the people are excited about it. There's uh, a couple of people in particular that know the game very well and. Uh, They think it's going to be a very good map and uh, very well-received and it's going to be a hit map. So I hope they're right. Um, Sometimes we can correctly project these things, um, but ultimately you guys will be the judge when it gets out there. Um, But there's been a lot of map work going on, so that you'll be playing obviously in November. So that's
0: out before Metcon. Now, before you get into the the, the next thing, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I wanted to ask... um, do we have any size projection on this map? Or are we still too early to give us kind yeah, of like no, an idea?
3: We're describing it as mid-size, but I think I should probably describe that a little better because other people may have different views on that. But it's not huge. It's not polar highland size. It's not um, canyon network size. It's kind of in the middle. So um, for us, I just we think that you know our most popular maps, the ones that have really worked the best and... Ones that have been voted on the most, and you know we we just we really this time I think we looked at the data, and you know we we, we looked at what are the maps that people are voting on, what do they like playing, and really that was guiding us this whole time. So mid size cool. would be
0: what, and that uh River Grim, City something like that. That somebody just pointed out, maybe that so which you say River City.
3: Um, yeah, maybe. What's the um. Which is the, the quick play one? Is it Grim Plexus or Grim Portico? It's Plexus, right? Plexus, the yeah. Quick play one. You know, I want to say in that range, Termline itself, but maybe maybe Termline is probably a little bigger than this because Termline
0: is fairly big. But yeah, um,
3: yeah, I think just giving people the idea somewhere in there. It's, cool. I think it's the
0: right size. All right. So before you were, as I interrupted you, you're getting into the next part of this. Topic. Well, there's
3: a there is another map in development. Um, it's in a, a already in a fairly advanced gray block state. Um, and it is a full blown city map. So I can tell you that I gave the direction I gave the team was full blown city map. <laughs> and skyscrapers, metropolis, city, 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 like you may have to break the city up a little bit with the park here and there, but I want you to be careful about how much you break it up., um, I don't want to see huge sections like Olive River City that isn't city. Like, sure, there could be a park here or whatever, but primarily, this is gonna be dense city environment every time they came to me and said yeah but like this no no city (laughs) city no city make it full-blown city do it so it's a technical challenge um but we're gonna i I feel like we're gonna get there we're gonna figure it out um i could only give a very rough estimate on its release but all i could tell you for sure is we will show it to you at metcon so, oh, yeah, only those that come in person,
0: just <laughs> there you go. it'll be broadcast, One more I'm
3: sure, but you should probably be there anyhow. But Makes uh, it more exciting. Yeah, yeah, we're going to, you guys will get a look at that, get your first look at that at MechCon. So obviously it'll, it won't be, um it'll be just in the new year, if I, it's going to be in the January, February timeframe.
2: Will we only see it at MechCon, or will we get to play it at MechCon?
3: You will Ooh. probably only get to see it at MechCon, but uh, you never know. We're still, you know, we're still. Not everything is locked down. We try to be, but we're we're still pushing for as much. Um... So you're
0: saying maybe? <laughs> no, well, not, I guess the question, the,
3: the the difficulty there would be, even if it was ready to be played at MetCon, uh, it needs to have a place to be played. And right now, you know, we've got the one v one stations and that kind of sure. stuff, but uh, not
0: really just like well, a, you could walk out on yes! stage and play it. You know, that's true. I could maybe Keep I'll up the do tradition. that. Anyway, I, I mean, I knew how chat was going to react the same way I reacted. We've all been wanting, I can't say we all, but many of us have been wanting uh, exactly this for a long time a full on city. And I appreciate the fact that you kept saying, no, stick to your guns and make this a, a full blown city. And uh, I share in the excitement that we saw there in chat. The first thing. Well, pop-
3: and that's not even all the uh, map work. Uh, so there has been more. Uh, 1v1
1: solaris style maps created we'll get there right?
3: okay well no um okay sure we'll get there
1: I was gonna say what pops in my head is mechware 4 uh inner city when we used to like throw down thunderbolts down the lane I was in a Kellhounds back then that's the first thing that pops in my head is city and now it's coming to mechware online and uh yeah, I'm pretty stoked for this, especially which with the game, updates. Which
3: game did you mention there, Phil?
1: MechWarrior 4. Uh, we had It was like inner city, and you know had the big, tall buildings, right, and all that. And so you literally had these corridors. And, and I can just imagine just throwing MRMs down, <laughs> downrange, and you can't avoid oh, yeah. them. Yeah,
3: for me, it was actually MechWarrior 2. The city was obviously pretty basic, but still, I remember... Some fairly simple, kind of gray, like you know, high rise type of buildings. Um, using my somewhere to get up on some of the mid range ones and, and fight from up on top of the buildings and such. So, and that stuck with me too, even though the obviously the fidelity of that was you know, really basic and probably even a lot more basic than your, your Mac
0: four memories. Uh, MechWarrior Four. Phil, are you talking about that one where you're you're supposed to? It's supposed to be like a peaceful thing, and they drive up in the limo, and then all shit hell goes to loose, and and you're uh, stuck in the city. Because I kind of remember that as being a meh city, not super tall buildings. No, I'm talking
1: about bit. the MechWarrior Four uh, mercenaries online aspect multiplayer, oh. right? Because okay. inner city, okay. it was it was almost like I guess like Central Park in New York, almost right. It had this big opening okay. where the park was, and then everywhere else was like. Just you know, left turn, right turn, you know, T intersections and all that. So,
0: well, well I'm this sure is going to be, be the
1: better best. Than yes, that. Yes, it is. Way better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's awesome. So we got
0: uh, the. We're not calling it Crater, but that's originally what it was. terminal yeah. HPG. We it's got funny the how city these maps, these evolve. works. Yeah, like it, it, internally in like
3: the. The code base is the the map will probably forever be referred to as Crater, but it, it will not end up being called Crater. Like Dennis will come up with his, you know, fancy little
0: names, and it'll be with something.
3: So uh, we'll let you know the name when we can. But there's there's a couple maps there, and yeah, there's some other map stuff in the works there's, as well. So
0: yeah, there's more maps that we'll get to shortly. Um, but I think uh, we're done with as far as the main maps go. We're done with that. Let's move into this topic. Take it away, Russ.
3: Okay, so. But for a while now, we've been hearing a lot about um, how perhaps Quick Play should be 8v8. And uh, I, we've gotten to a point where we are, and there's some, we'll, we'll get into some other stuff here later in the show that'll also feed into this as to why. But I think we're at a point now where we are very amenable to shifting Quick Play to 8v8 and taking on that work and making it happen. I think just before we list, push that button, we may have um, some sort of final poll just to make sure that we understand the temperature of the community as much as we think we do. Um, and we'll just do some last thinking on you know what tweaks that would mean for the group queue and some of the game modes and some of the settings that would be necessary. But ultimately it's not a significant amount of work, and we're talking about quick play only here, um, to make that happen. And I think you're uh, give me. I'm going to shoot off on a tangent here, just for a second. And I'll come back. Go for it. Is that some of these things? I think what I'm really trying to focus on now is is features that are going to what we think will have the greatest impact on our player base and and driving interest and excitement and. Um, people you know filling the queues and and so when you look at the special event system i think when it comes to faction play work any of the faction play stuff we've talked about like the special event system is taking the priority because it's something that can affect everybody you know can affect um, huge numbers of people and drive them all into faction play versus some other features that maybe only uh, impact smaller amounts of players so and ap8 i i think is similar in that it's a lot of people that want it. First off, two, it does match up well with comp play, which of course is really, you know, quick play competitive, and it'll have positive benefits on the matchmaker and the matchmaker queue. Um, just eight less mechs to have to try to find within the within the same competitive bracket. Um, it'll help with the, some of the regions like um, oceanic and stuff. There's there's quite a few um benefits to it so I, I think it could increase time to kill um, match length may even go up um, so i guess uh we just want to make sure that the you know the community uh, for the for the vast majority anyhow um uh, do feel that's what they want and i think it's it does work well with the fact that we have 4v4 in our faction scouting and we have um 12v12 in our faction play um and then having APA for comp and quick play, I mean, is a lot of synergy there. So, I guess um, yeah, I don't know, Phil and Darren, if you know, if you want something to say there, if you've seen any
1: comments or what, are you, what are you thinking? Well, uh, go ahead, Phil. Oh, I was going to say, obviously, the chat. There's a little bit of divide here and there. Um, I know some of the other topics that we're going to be bringing up later as well, and I've also talked a little bit to Chris already about all this as well. And so overall, I think it's going to be a positive move. Uh, That being said, I know some people won't like it, but if anything, it may push bigger groups to go to faction play. And of course, with some of the things we're going to be talking about a little bit later, I think it's an overall positive move, um, in my opinion, just as a player.
0: Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, it does look like, as far as my read on chat here specifically, obviously, there's you get different opinions on Reddit or the official forums or whatever. Um, but my read on chat is probably about two thirds or, you know, it's a positive thing, maybe a third that uh, aren't looking forward to it. But my my suggestion would be if you feel um, strongly, if you have a strong opinion in this, uh, make sure that, you know, when Russ does put out the, the polls and, and, you know, make your voice heard. Um, get out there and put your vote in. Am I talking about our country or am I talking about our game? Um, and and you know, debate in the the thread about it. Why is it going to be uh, better or worse? And and you know, take part in the, the the actual discussion, and so you can you know, your voice can be heard. And, and maybe it won't happen. Maybe it will. Um, but I know that it seems to it, me like more sorry, people want it. I just no, go ahead. Smash
3: right over you. I, I don't um, even internally some of the you know, some of the doves. They think that could be one of the most positive areas is maybe in the in the group queue because um, they a lot of the guys here even used to run an eight man team internally um, which just became more difficult when it got to twelve. So twelve works well in faction play. Um, in quick play, I mean, I'll, I'll put it up front. I myself, I like twelve v twelve. I've I've never disliked twelve v twelve since the day we put it in. I've I've liked it. I've I've enjoyed it. But. Um, you know i've I've heard significant amount of people that felt differently and i I don't necessarily see it as giving something up if we went back to a p eight like meaning as a player um although I've enjoyed the numbers I've seen in the map and I'd, I'd love the spectacle of of kind of you know seeing lots of you know mechs in a field and such and that's been really cool for me but some of the benefits are of you know just being able to put together like an eight man team for the group queue is a lot more easy for people and the and so instead of having to put together 12 maybe and then running into that 12 man if you can't put together 12 if you're more people and more teams will be able to put together eight to jump into that group queue and then and still be at the maximum size they allowed for for that for that group queue and, and to feel like they can compete and and not have to come up with 12 or something so i think there's a the group queue will actually benefit
0: quite a bit as well from this Yep, that sounds good. So I think it will be one of those topics that is a, is a bit controversial, and and I hope to see discussion and people, you know, giving their reasons more than just, um, you know, saying because or whatever. So like I said, make your voice heard, and uh, I think we can move on from this topic because you know we'll just be rehashing or whatever at this point. Yeah,
3: I think um, just to close that out, like to mm-hmm. be clear, that's not um, everything else that we've been talking about. You know, essentially is either nearly done or fully in development. This is not yet because it's not something that would take overly long should we decide to do it. So it's not, it's, uh, we're not making the changes at this point. And so if it turns out that that's just not the way to go. Then we won't. Sounds good. Okay. Um, Well, uh, there's a pretty big uh, item here. I guess it's uh, too soon for a break. So we'll just jump right into it. (laughs) Right. Um, I think a lot of people in chat and, and people in the community were, um, Anticipating this, you know, since the last uh, town hall we did, so I guess we're here tonight to, um, you know, fully uh, I announce the fact that uh, we're gonna bring um, Solaris to
0: MechWarrior Online. Yeah, that's what I wanted to hear.
3: Not I, I just like, you know, I'm uh, trying to that's stay calm, right. but I just I want to I don't want to oversell this thing, but I just it's it's big. This is a big feature. Um, this is not uh, just. Oh look, you know, there's a different queue now where you search in one v right. one, and it's a game mode. I mean, this is a a legitimate, full featured uh, mode within MWO. It'll be every bit as big, if not bigger, um, than a faction play is, and I think it'll actually be bigger. As one of one of my engineers said, you know, just he was probably looking at more just from a work perspective to get the feature done, but I think even from a player's perspective and looking at just the content and how much you can consume there. Um, it's going to be a very big feature, and it's going to look and feel almost like a game within a game. So, and that was kind of one of our mandates when we're designing it. I can tell you that we took uh, last time I talked to you guys, I was kind of teasing you guys and kind of get a feel, you know, for how everyone felt. And we were still in the middle of the design process. We were pretty far along, had a pretty solid plan. It probably sounded as though, <coughs> excuse me, um, it sounded as though maybe we we didn't. We actually had a. Oh, a fairly solid design at that point, but still, even still, it's taken us really from then until now to just continue to fine tune that design, and some stuff got you know tossed out and and fine tuned, and here we are. And so this kind of plays into the as Phil was saying, like as far as the eight v eight, he says he knows about something else. Another interesting point is that you know we have scouting, which is probably for quick play. If it became eight v eight, would be eight v eight and Faction Warfare be 12v12. Solaris is designed to be 1v1 and 2v2. Now, there are very good, strong reasons for making Solaris those aspects. I'm very, very happy that, I think, and a lot of people will be too, that it ended up not being just 1v1. Um, oh, yeah, that's huge. Yeah, 2v2 is great. So I'm glad we can have 2v2, but just you know, understand that we really want Solaris to be very, you know unique and different from the rest of MWO meaning I don't want to see MWO maps in Solaris and so the Solaris maps we're creating were created for 1v1 and they'll work still really well for 2v2 they wouldn't work for um uh group sizes bigger than that and which would create a totally different map problem but also um anything bigger than 2v2 will start to really break down when it comes to uh matchmaking in a Solaris-style environment. So, very excited, though, that we'll have 1v1 and 2v2. This will be a very, definitely a very seasonal type of product. Solaris is essentially a sports league, and there's seasons of every sports. So, for example, perhaps the seasons are around three months long. Um, we, You, as a player, will be able to come into Solaris and to take on a patron who will then work with you and and get you in the game, so to speak. And you'll be able to fight in matches and to earn reputation points that you'll be able to move through the different tiers of the different divisions of fighting. So Solaris will allow you to bring any mech you own into Solaris with only the same probably probably the only same restrictions that we have in comp play for the sake of fair competition it'll just be the only it'll likely end up being the rule that we just stay away from the pure um hard cash mechs so but otherwise they're all available to come play but what we're gonna do and trust me this took months to conclude to come down to this kind of design and we've we worked with obviously the core of this feature is just is the matchmaker how will it work how will you fight and we fine-tuned that for quite a long time and threw out a couple other ideas and we settled in and i I i'm really excited to express this part because i think um people are really going to love it but we're going to take and this is going to be a lot of work and there's going to be some quite a few people involved in this process, but we're going to take every, not every mech, but every variant in the game. Uh, So we're looking at now probably in the 600 plus range of variants and categorize them into seven divisions. And we'll come back to one of the other topics on this subject in a minute, but once you have every single variant in the game separated into the seven divisions, you've now got these seven different leagues. And I don't really look at them even as like the best league to the worst league. Some might, because you got the very best, most powerful mechs in the game, say in like we'll call it Division One for now. Um they may just end up with different names though rather than numbers. Because, you know, even in the you know Division five or whatever, you're gonna have a great amount of crossover. You're gonna have say there's a division that has whatever division is has my beloved dragon in it. Well You know, it's it's gonna you're gonna probably see some of the strongest 50 tonners or potentially 50 55 tonners in that same division. Perhaps even some of the weakest 65 tonners. You know, we'll we'll see how it works out. But there's there's gonna be lots of um, variety within these divisions, and you'll see you won't just see like, oh look, there's the 20 ton division. There's a locust versus the locust again. No, it'll be there'll be some some crossover, which I think is gonna be wonderful, and. These mechs, when we create these divisions, it's going to be obviously in the purest of min max sense. I mean, you're going to look at that mech and you're going to say, okay, what's the absolute best way we know how to build that and including the skill tree and everything. And say, okay, then that's, that mech is going to be, that's a division two mech. And we're going to do that for every mech. And so players will come in and now what you have is you have a essentially a reputation bar each season for each of the seven different leagues. You'll be able to work your way up through division one or two or five or seven or all of them if you've got the time. Um, it's you know, it'll be like a, a reputation point grind through each one. But what's really great is as you come up in reputation inside of one of those divisions, you're gonna move through these tiers there. Your patron will then continue to give you better and better um, contractual rewards as you move up. And also you'll start to pick up sponsors. Uh, The sponsors will start to feed into your reward structure even further. The sponsors kind of come on. I believe the sponsors come up with ELO. It's a little bit different from just the reputation climb. I think I forgot to mention that to you guys earlier, Darren, Phil, is that you'll be able to come up just purely with reputation. Like any player, as you just kind of work your way up, that's really a time investment type thing as you move and you're able to win and get your reputation points and move up. But um, obviously ELO, or leaderboard status is going to be completely dependent on how well you're performing, and and as your elo goes up, then you'll you'll pick up different sponsors and more and more sponsors, and uh, also your you know your place on the leaderboards. So I should say that whether you're playing one v one or playing two v two, the patron reputation sponsor. Uh, structure is it's the same it's shared it's just about you the pilot the leaderboards though of course are are separate you'll have essentially all seven divisions for 1v1 all seven divisions for 2v2 and in order to play 2v2 it's it's a simple process like group queue just be in a group of two Um, there's no registering a team or anything like that that's just way too complex and you know trying to keep your you know your two guys on and try to track a team and all that kind of stuff no it's just about getting a group of two and jump in Fight a 2v2 match, um, ELO matching. Uh, and I guess it's really important to say that we'll be following suit with comp in that it's really, we really feel strongly because because we're adding another some more matchmaker buckets to MWO, it's really important that we don't have some kind of a search wait time system. It'll be a similar system to comp where there'll be a countdown clock. And for, for just for the sake of example, we'll say it's a three-minute clock. And when that clock hits zero, it's going to match everybody in the queue. And it's going to match as close as it possibly can, elo to elo, and go. And it, it won't need to worry about the max because, you know, like comp, which has set teams, this will be, it'll only match you with someone in your division. So you'll be division one mechs up against each other closest elo go and so everyone will go except the odd number person might wait till the next three minutes and it'll be in priority so that way we really have no waiting but it'll do its very best it possibly can to match up based on elo a group queue will behave the same way but it'll use the highest elo player and the way that your elo adjusts after a victory will also be dependent on on the highest elo players so that there won't be this ability for high elo players to level up a really low-level player with them because um, the low-level player in that situation just really won't climb very fast. Um, so that's a little more complex. You'll wait to... We'll give up the finer details later. But uh, let me see. Um, public spectator mode. So this system is a, it's a live system, so there's no... You know scheduled matchmaking aspect to it it's 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 running in real time as as the clock goes so but what we will have is the system will be able to create a list of what we call premium matches so perhaps it says oh great look at this i got a a high elo player like whatever i'll pick a number you know 3000 player and there's another one and they got matched together so that that could be a really great match so I'm going to list that with one of my premium matches. And it'll, at any given time, we'll use the number five. It'll have a small number of matches, say five matches listed. And those matches will be, will be listed in a small window. And you'll be able to click on one of those and spectate it. Uh, now, there'll be some limitations. Uh, we are not creating a full replay system, I'm sad to say. But it's, unfortunately, it's not really possible at this time with CryEngine 3. But I think, hopefully, we'll be able to overcome that by allowing... Since normally we have, you know, 12v12 matches and a number of spectators and broadcasters, and it's our hope that we'll be able to allow at least, say, 30, maybe more, 30, 40, 50, we really don't know for sure, Holy. to be able to connect up to one of these matches. So if we have five matches there and if 30 can go in each one, you might have upwards of 150 players being able to just spectate. Oh, so that'll be really great. You can imagine just saying, oh, look at this match. It's so-and-so versus so-and-so, like people you know that are really good players in the community. Click. Jump in, start spectating, and get to watch that match.
0: Oh, that is crazy! First of all, when when Solaris was first brought up, I knew it was uh, the plan was one v one, and I did not expect it to go beyond that. Even though I had wishful thinking, um, the whole two v two aspect to me is huge. Uh, I think it's you know, it, of course, one v one will be great because you'll be able to say that person is the best mech warrior, and that uh, whatever the value system is that that you come up with. Um, but 2v2, just being able to play with a friend and, 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 and do that kind of thing together, I think just adds a, a ton of value to Solaris and certainly excites me uh, a lot more for it. Um, and you said, you know, basically uh, seasonal. So uh, You're not giving a definitive answer, but somewhere maybe around three months long. Stables, patrons, sponsors, leaderboards, uh, divisions, that huge spectator mode. I was not expecting that at all. Um, I was thinking, like, how you know, you're going to have to be the lucky two people that get in to spectate a, a match. Um, that's insane. I love the sound of that. Now, um, there's a couple things that chat is bringing up over and over again, which is, are, you know, we have the Steiner Coliseum map, obviously. Are there any new maps uh, for Solaris in the works?
3: Yeah, yeah. There's, so we've essentially completed two more. So the good news there is at Metcon you'll be able to see them. So at Metcon, you know, we have the 1v1 stations. We call them the Solaris stations, but obviously it's not the, now that we actually have a real Solaris feature in development, it's not Solaris, but, you know, for fun, at the Metcon, we call it the Solaris You know, 1v1 stations. And last year they had the one Steiner Coliseum map. This year they'll have also the Jungle one and the Boreal Reach. So, um, nice. They have, I think the Jungle one actually is a name. Each one's themed after a, a, a faction, right? So the guys are all on top of this, and they, um, so there's a minimum of they'll have you all three at Metcon. I believe Solaris will ship more than the 3. I'm like I'm almost positive that. I think there's there's, there's five, five or six total. official ones. So I don't know if we'll get all of them in day 1, but there'll be a minimum of 3. 3 was important because there'll be the volt screen. Um, you know, I, I, I believe I mean, we'll don't that's not like locked down. We'll see how that works, but there's mm-hmm. a probable case for having um, a volt screen. Um, but again, I'm not I'm not Committing to that part yet? Maybe there'll be some other way to do it more f- fairly or something. I don't know, but minimum of three, and I I would bet that it'd probably be more than that. Maybe 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 even one to two All more. Five.
0: Yeah, I don't
3: know for sure.
0: Could be the the two so, that aren't listed would be the factory and Ishiyama, and pardon my pronunciation if I'm not getting it right. But it's Boreal Reach, the factory, Ishiyama, and the Jungle and Steiner Coliseum. So. Yeah, so at least three of the five, if not all five. Right.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've been, th- yeah. Well, and that's cool. You guys could certainly do something like that. We've we've thrown around the idea of trying to figure out if if we could, like, meaning it would take some some kind of code logic that's like, okay, I've got a featured match here, um, you know, and then kind of automatically insert um, some sort of you know ghost spectator you know fake person into it and and broadcast it on our twitch thing and in that case it may have to stay um, in first person but kind of go back and forth or something so it's something we've talked about but um, I don't know for sure if we'll If we have the time for that, I mean, it wouldn't be priority over just making sure that the spectator system worked really well for, um, you know, all the players in the game to be able to go in there and and watch some of those matches.
0: Sure. Well, I mean, that's a lot to take in. Um, Definitely a huge uh, feature coming around the corner, no doubt. Um, Well, let's, um,
3: if you don't mind, I'm going to backtrack a bit mm -hmm. now. And this is just sort of a little like, you know, teaser comment of saying, well, once we get all these mechs all these variants every last one of them um, separated into their divisions seven divisions um, then it, there's a very good chance that kind of maybe maybe not right away like maybe not right when Solaris launches but maybe you know retroactively we'll be able to go back and assign those values to all the mechs when it comes to just quick play matching so and possibly faction play we'll have to think about that Faction, both faction play and say group q and these things are all they're tonnage based right now and quick play is just a matter of matching the classes so it tries really hard for like three 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 but if it can't mat- do that if it ends up like you know five three and four or something or <clears throat> whatever, it'll just make sure that it, that's the same on each side. So if you've got like five assaults on one side, there's always five assaults on the other. It, it does a pretty good job of that. The matches are pretty competitive, but you know, sometimes, you know, five Kodiak KD threes is not equal five, you know, whatever. You know, awesome. So this could potentially really improve the matchmaking in the across the game, uh in, from quick play to everything. Because you can imagine now we could say, well, it's not just about having five assaults. It's like I've got five division one mechs over here, and you did five division one mechs over there, and that theoretically should be a lot more fair than uh, just matching the, uh, the weight classes. So that's just kind of a throw that out there. It, um, Pol- Solaris could end up benefiting um, the rest of the game through those types of improvements.
0: Yeah, that seems huge. Now, it seems like also a huge endeavor to uh, assign these values and so forth, but certainly if you're doing it already for Solaris, uh, obviously that could have great value for other parts of the game. That seems uh, very cool. I'm looking I forward mean, to seeing... I
3: mean, that's going to be challenging.
0: Yeah, no doubt. I mean, it's
3: going to be uh, it's going to be a lot of work, and uh, we're going to have to lean on... Well, I don't know exactly who. Obviously, there's going to be some sort of uh, small council um put together and i know that word will probably get people excited they think oh i want to be involved well i mean i'm not sure maybe i mean well at the very least of course there's a few people internal on the internal team and people like chris and people like potentially people like phil and there's there's some other like um squirrels and uh you know internal tester people and then who knows maybe even a few other people from the community that are well-respected for their knowledge of the game, but also their ability to be unbiased and to, you know, uh, be professional about their selections. And it, it's going to be a lot of work, but, um, and, you know, it won't be perfect, but I think that's, what's great about it too. It's like, you know, there'll be always be, there always be conversation like, wow, well, geez, you put that in division two. I really think it's division three mech And, you know, that kind of, I kind of miss that, that type of conversation from, uh, um, You know, some of the earlier days when we had some kind of a quasi tier system um, offline. And so I think there's that. Plus, uh, you know, Chris and the team, we do some balance changes. We made some tweaks. That's always going to adjust things. So obviously, in between each season, uh, there will probably be a smattering of changes of reassigning of of certain mechs into particular divisions based on the feedback from the season, plus some of the changes we made during the season and, and stuff like that. So. Yeah, it's going to be fun i think the the seasonal shift will be will always be interesting
0: yeah but i'd be waiting to see what happened to their favorite mechs and so forth um obviously what you're just getting at is it's going to be fluid those those values that are assigned because things like ongoing balance or or new any kind of new tech that may come along or whatever could uh affect the 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 placement of that value um mm-hmm. hold on some kind of sound problem not hearing anything no look at chat
1: no audio are we back guys they have you they don't have me
0: okay so they're not hearing you for some reason
1: Sorry guys, just one right. second. But Technical can they difficulty? hear me? Can, can you, you hear me? Russ? <laughs> All right, they got me. Uh, they got me again. Hello, hello. No, they're me. they're good guys. Sorry, uh, my my mic was muted for whatever reason. I had to screw <laughs> screw it right. up. Um, what I was going for was a uh, shame. It, yeah, no, know, right? Everything was fine until Phil was talking. I didn't push the talking. It just wasn't. Uh... So what I was saying was before is uh, the group queue... And what you were just talking about, whereas once mechs were in their division, sort of leans on uh, as well as the the reward system that you were talking about to where now mechs can be taken out that maybe don't get played all the time because it's very difficult going up against like if you're in a 40 45 versus a 50 or 60 you know and now you know you can do a reward system on a weekend basis or a weekday basis or just a hey quick thing so i feel like it all sort of revolves around each other and it would be nice and smooth so anyways i actually really like the idea albeit it's a lot of work to do but i also see it in a nice challenge you brought up uh Possibly getting some players out there with, with some skill and knowledge and some, you know, bipartisan, you know, and to help out. So I'm sure we'll keep our eyes and ears out open for that.
0: Lots of potential, no doubt. Um, Russ, did you have anything more Solaris specific? Because I did have one last Solaris question I wanted to get to before we moved on.
3: There's a, there's a couple other items, but mm-hmm. I think we'll it. just, we'll talk about them as separate items and I'll I just I'll just refer back to Solaris as to how they
0: gotcha. uh, might relate. All right, so as I predicted many times in chat, I saw this one question come up in terms of Solaris. And so I don't know if it's something you've considered, but now that Solaris is official or it will be official. Oh, did we get, did we mention the, the, the window, the release time on this? It's obviously not going to be like a, a launch by, um, uh, MetCon, so it'll be sometime after MetCon. Yeah. Have so yeah,
3: first off, um, again, another reason why you should all be at Metcon, uh, this is the first time that people will see it, um, not play it, but, I mean, you'll be playing the 1v1 stations, obviously, but, like, right. we'll definitely have, you know, on our stage moment, there will be a big, um, definitely have some sort of a video update, first uh, signs and images of of the Solaris feature. Other than that, I don't have a release date right now, but, um,
0: yeah, it'll be post MechCon. Okay, so as soon, soon as possible after MechCon. Um, but that, that so that question was brought up, but that's not the question.
3: Well, I guess what I, I should say a little more. Yes. Uh, just to be clear, it's not. Go for We're it. not looking at like slipping into, uh, you know, late next year or anything like that. I would say definitely first half of 2018, and I would like to say, you know, more in that March April time frame so i don't think you would have any chance at like january february but i think okay fine march was my target i wanted to aim for march so <laughs> we we'll got see. a date i'm gonna push you. hard for that that's that's the key for me but right. um you know how things go could be a little bit later than that but i want to say right in that sure. march april time frame so hopefully that sounds pretty good i think that's been a lot of times at mecon we've shown our big faction play updates they usually slipped into a
0: time frame right in there and i think this would be similar Awesome. All right. So totally looking forward to that. But now here's a big question. The one that uh, many of you out there have been asking for a long time. um, Now that Solaris is going to be official in MWO. Any chance to get the great, the one and only Duncan Fisher involved?
3: Well, we absolutely uh, foresaw that question. We've talked about it in our design meetings. And um, I am completely open to uh, having a conversation with uh, Duncan and and seeing if we can figure it out.
0: All right, George, if you're listening, uh, make sure you, you, you check your phone every once in a while. Anyway, that's awesome news. Of course, you know, Solaris and, and and George Duncan Ledoux go together. It's all one big happy family. So now let's move on. You have more topics. Well, actually we've been going a little bit over an hour here. Do you want to take a break before we get into the, the remainder of the topics? Or do you want to just uh, bang these out up to you?
3: Well, we, Cruise through. And we've had it. people on the line for an hour. So let's uh yeah, let's finish it up. Let's keep going. Let's hang in there for them. Let's stick it out. Alright, okay. let's do it. So um I think this has been kind of floating around for quite a while now on one of those ideas and things. So um it's not although it's not not going to be exclusive to Solaris, it really is. Uh, I think we can credit Solaris for finally pushing this to the forefront and having us develop it because it really does speak of Solaris. Solaris is very much about personality. It's about Yen Le Wang. It's about these these mechs that really it's almost
0: intimidation. It's
3: not even it's intimidation. It's not even on some ways it's not even about the pilot. It's about the mech. Right. the mech is right. a star. The mech has a name and it's right. special. And so you know it's great. In MWO we've got so many, a lot of this customization that's been growing over the year. You've got the, all the, the skins and patterns, and all the color changing, and all the decal system, decal, excuse me, the decal system. Um, I'm seeing some really neat looking necks. It's so cool. Some of you guys make the coolest stuff, uh, and I love seeing some of those images posted. And um, it's really intimidating looking designs. And so we want to be able to take that one step further, and we're going to introduce what for now we're calling the. The, the bolt-on system or essentially the custom geometry system. So yes. we're talking, yes, I'm excited as well. It's um, I, The best examples I can think to give, and, you know, these artists, they're so creative that like the possibilities are really going to be endless. But, for example, like the easy example is you're looking at my Centurion and I've got this shield on my left arm. Uh, the way this system will work is that they'll have to be just for lots of technical reasons, um, hit boxes, hit reg, so on and so forth, the way it would work is bolt-on is a pretty good turn because it wouldn't replace the shield completely because that would create some of these odd issues. It, it'll bolt pieces on. So if you wanted it to look more like a um, some sort of diamond-shaped shield or maybe like height shield or something, then you would you would kind of um, snap on to the existing shield, maybe some extra pieces to create that shape. Or it could even cover up the other stuff. It would almost be like a, a mask um, like like if you 're putting on a mask you would like be putting a mask on the shield where it would like create this totally new look but ultimately the the existing geometry of the mech that creates the hitbox and hit ridge and all that kind of stuff is underneath and so once that shield gets shot, these things would be created to really kind of blow off right away um, and then but they 'll never be able to like transfer damage to your mech or anything they 're really just aesthetic only and they can be blown off to see the the true shape of the mech but that, so you can imagine the Centurion with a shield bolt on that looks really different and unique. Um, you could imagine that kind of Roman top helmet area having this much larger, fancier kind of like row of orange feathers or whatever it would be to create something like that. Um, spiked shoulder pads, horns, all sorts of interesting things that people can personalize their mechs and... Um, it does kind of speak to Solaris. Solaris had some pretty you know, cheesy designs. I mean, we have most of our artists and our art directors pretty against cheese. You know what I mean? So sure. I still do not think you'll see any kind of top hats and stuff like that in, in <laughs> Mechware Online. It's going to uh, be... You're
0: going to piss some people yeah, off there.
3: More of the cool nature, like more of the right. gritty Badass kind looking. of neat yeah. stuff. That's what we're going to focus on. But, you know, you'll get some... Uh, Hot pink feathers, probably I'm sure I don't know I mean this <laughs> <it'll just, laughs> and and people can really customize their mech to the way but, that they want, and so you can imagine now in Solaris, it, which is also another minor well not so minor feature of Solaris is that there's gonna be a really great new like versus cam like when you come up out of those elevator shafts, it's going to be like so and so versus so and so and that's where that's where someone like Duncan Fisher might be come in. pose, and the hero pose of like i see you you see me, and we fight. And that's a moment for players to see that mech and that character and go, Oh my god, look at that thing, it looks dope. And away we go. So the and that, no, so this, this will exist in the whole game. Like this we at first some of the initial designs was Solaris. Oh, you're not just Solaris. talking
0: Solaris. Sorry? You're not just talking Solaris. This is something you can take into quick play, group queue, whatever.
3: Yes, I mean, the, some of my initial thinking design was to restrict it to Solaris, but honestly, it's just one of those things that disappeared, and we thought, you know, why? Why am I, first off, the complexity of trying to, like, hide it in the mech lab if you're not going into Solaris or from your mech Select screen, and all this is just really whack. But people are like, well, why, I mean, why would you restrict someone from, you know, going into Quick Play, for example, and showing someone just the most, the coolest looking, you know, like, baddest looking setup on their mech possible and then everyone's just going to see that and say wow you know cool i want that too and how do you get it well you're going to be able to get them and this is kind of uh, leading into our next subject around the uh, supply caches but you're going to be able to just like decals decals etc you're going to be able to go in and just just buy some of these but there is going to be some of them the maybe even a decent amount of them that are going to be only available in solaris and when i say that i just mean that's where you get them that's where you that's where you unlock them so you might get them in a loot crate type system you might get them just unlocking reputation up one of the division trees and you unlock a loot crate that has it and has some you know custom geo bolt-ons that are very maybe solaris specific and you can only get them in solaris but once you have them once whether you bought it it got in solaris you can take them and, and take them out into you know quick play, faction play, and you know any any of the other type of matches in the game. Um, and so I mentioned the the um, loot crates. Um, our current loot crate system is going to be completely revamped. Um, it's been okay, but it hasn't been as interesting as we'd like. And essentially, we have what's a little closer, more of a Counter Strike system where you you get the this loot crate and then. There's a number of things in there, and you randomly get one of those items in there. We're, we're essentially just going to like no shame, pretty much just copy Overwatch's system where we are going to. There's essentially the crates themselves have the rarity assigned to them, and then but once you get the crate, you uh, um, you get everything inside the crate, and so it'll be essentially this notion of like buying the keys. I believe disappears. You just um, you just end up buying the crates, all over um, Overwatch or whatever. So. Um, complete revamping of the crate system and then obviously a complete refreshing of the content within the crates and then there'll be specific solaris crates that are only available over there
1: so there's all that
3: what do you think about that
1: so what you're saying is you can uh, you can earn stuff in solaris that's not available to just regular quick play crates but you can show it off everywhere yes yes so some like bad. Hey, where'd you get
3: that? Oh, that was in Solaris. Oh, neat! I'm gonna go try now, that. Now, Chris,
0: I have a feeling, Chris, you got excited by the pink feathers because I heard you speak up nah. right after that. That's what you know, I was. I was
2: gonna say. I was gonna say people who want their mech monocles.
0: Right, beards, but, uh, monocles, top hats, dapper mech.
2: I I do want to ask uh, though, uh, um, any plans uh, for the custom geometry that people might have already bought uh, for? the invasion or in the resistance mechs and all of kind of those older mech packs that came with that custom geo to kind of, uh, um, select those uh, things within uh, this system. Cause I know that a lot of people who have pretty much bought uh, like the invasion variants of, uh, you know, the Timberwolf or, um, all those earlier mech packs, uh, would love to be able to utilize that custom geo on any of their chassis.
0: Well, well you're I talking mean, about like the black Knight, right? With those spikes and stuff. Yeah, like that. Well, yeah. Well, the black,
2: the black Knight uh, um, the Mauler with uh, kind of uh, the patchwork on it, or even the Timberwolf. I know that uh, I hear a lot about uh, those early clan designs, how uh, the more traditional styling of uh, the mechs, like the Timberwolves and the Direwolves, with the more bulbous uh, arms and legs, uh, um, are pretty much uh, behind uh, the custom geo of the invasion variants right now.
3: Well, I mean, one example I think of, for whatever reason, is the um, Gargoyle invasion version has... Um, this kind of gear wheeled shoulders, I right. believe they're unique to that one. I mean, I think the answer to your question is, I think primarily the answer is no, Chris. Just because those that custom geometry is, it's a part of that model, right? It's not, it's not bolted on or snapped on or whatever. It is that, that's, that's that model has okay. is different. It's it's not snapped on geometry. So the only thing we could do there is create the little gear shape using that example as a bolt-on and say, since you own it, and this is, I am not promising this, but it's, since you own the invasion version of the gargoyle, you can now use, you can now bolt-on, you get this particular custom geo bolt-on, this gear-wheeled shoulder thing that you're able to snap onto your other gargoyles if you want. So I'm just giving an example of that's That's how it would have to work because that particular invasion version of the gargoyle, there's no, taking that custom geo off because like i say it's not bolted on that's actually part of the model but i suppose you could create a bolt-on custom geo piece that could snap onto the other gargoyles if you that's does that example make sense like that's my best understanding of how that would have to work
0: i can only imagine that the task of creating custom geometry for the number of mechs that we have is a mountain i wouldn't want to climb (laughs) I mean, that that just seems insane, but I'm super glad uh, that it's coming. But it sounds just like a a lot of work.
3: Well, a couple other points is that... uh, Okay, so first off, I saw this in chat, and I'm glad I did, because it's something I wanted to bring up. Yes, Solaris is finally going to expose the players' mech nicknames to the world. So like for Solaris, that's important, right? You want to have... You know, everybody wants my, to have the yellow yeah, no You know, whatever, like your custom name mech. Now, obviously, this brings up a big concern around the word, word filter. So, right. if we we have to be able to solve that in order for that to come to light, but if we're able to solve that, then we will, because essentially, obviously, we don't want to have, uh, you know, very obscene um, names. Uh, so we'll have to we'll have to be able to uh, deal with that. And so, I suppose. As funny it is, is to you on a personal level, you might want to ch- rename your mechs uh, before Solaris <laughs> comes out, so that they can be displayed to the world. So there's that, and then a couple of things I thought about. People look at, say, the um, the loyalty atlas, and you know how the loyalty Atlas' face looks different. It's and its head or whatever It's oh, yeah. really cool. The Terminator. So atlas. the answer is we are going to be able to do that kind of stuff, but it would have to work a little differently because. You can't do a full model swap because, again, remember these things have to, uh, they all have to kind of behave the same. So the way that would work if we did something like that, it was it would be applied basically kind of like a mask, like I was saying before. It would be like kind of over top of the other model. So, again, if it was hit or shot, it would kind of blow off, but then exposing the other uh, you know, underlying head. But essentially we can, so it does give us quite a bit of, power to almost kind of envelop pieces too so there should be quite a few options um
0: for for all the mechs on how we do these things very cool so that was a ton of information is that all you have for us tonight i know there's i i <clears throat> i'm of course joking i know there's one thing coming up that i'm um, really excited
3: yeah about. i think uh there's there's one more element. It might be small to some people, bigger to others. I don't know. It just kind of depends on your point of view. But we'd like to um, update the mech hanger. So the mech hanger is, like, well, the game has a mech hanger right now. You just, you don't walk around or anything. But when you're just sitting there in your front, in your home screen, you see your mech kind of up against that backdrop. I mean, obviously that mech is sitting in a level. Um, because we have... Um, now this bolt-on system coming into play, and then before that we had the decals and the custom paint, the colors and everything. Um, We just want to give the player the basic functionality of being able to say, okay, like maybe let's say this button is in the, uh, maybe it's in the Mech Mech Lab, maybe it's just only in your home screen, I don't know. And you say, okay, enter Mech Hanger. And just allow the player to drop down into a a walking mode, um, like a walking camera that will walk down, at the feet of your mech, and just to be able to look up and behold your mech in all of its awesome glory um, now that you've got it fully decked out and It's a custom geometry. (laughs) Yeah. And yes, it's possible that we're setting ourselves up for more and more functioning within that hangar later, potentially, whether it's decorating that hangar and just doing some things. But the initial stage, the only stage that I'm committed to at the moment is, is to say, yeah, it might be very simple. There's not much anything really to do in there other than just walk around and look at your mech? but yeah, it's, it's neat. And I think that'd be really cool to go in there and just uh, take a look at your mech and to look at it and, you know, all this custom work. So um, that's uh we'd like it, to it's... add that as part of it as well. As part of it. For an
0: idea, so people can wrap their head around what we're talking about, even though we're not talking identical, what you're talking about is something like the, the intro Uh, to the mech warrior five trailer right where you you come up and i'm not saying there's going to be any similarities between the two at all but you're going to be down on uh infantry level first person view um you know the size of your mech's foot or whatever mech you have looking up looking around your mech bay again not identical to that but that same idea right
1: yeah
3: that's 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 basically it you're right
1: spot on phil awesome I like it. And I also like it just for um, content creators, just to be able to, you can screen capture really cool, get a nice, I mean, I don't know, especially with the new custom geo. Maybe you got, I don't know, just take a picture for your YouTube videos or whatever. I don't know. that That's the first thing that pops in. And also just to be able to walk around. I, I, I dig it. So mech porn, I mean, what's it, not to well, like? Well, it adds,
0: again, it's the scale. What okay. I like about it is it's going to add the sense of scale um, and just, again, Question reinforce Russ. how big these things are.
1: Are you going to have different platforms so I can get to different heights to look at my mech? <laughs> well, that's a wonderful question. <laughs> we'll talk
3: about all of that stuff. Um, the, uh, I mean, if you want to just talk about, like, fun ideas, um, I mean, it's a multiplayer game after all, so there's nothing technically impossible about connecting someone else's mech hangar and checking out their mech. Um you know, these are just things that we think mm-hmm. about. Like if one day we say, okay, cool, there's a there's um, a shelf right there and all of your hanging cockpit items and standing cockpit items are going to be on that shelf or, um, you know, decorating it, you know, faction banners and flags, and then me going to my friends list and saying collect to hangar. And it's not like we're going to see each other. We're not going to get into some complex character model game where you're, like, <laughs> talking to each other, but right. you'd be in his mech hangar looking at all of his crap and looking up at his awesome mech. And so... Those are things that we could do. Um, For now, again, I'm just committed to, I wanna be able to go down to person, first person view and and
1: stare at my awesome mech. That's oh yeah people no are, are already like calling it i'm
0: gonna be spending Whoa. hours in in my mech bay staring up at my warhammer proton
1: was just like walking around the mech that's the one thing i've been waiting for for ages so you're making his day and speaking of like proton when we were talking about solaris earlier i was like well i guess i know who we're gonna be watching <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like we shall see that's that's the first thing that popped in my mind was hmm. proton 1v1s oh my oh me
0: all right so that is a lot of stuff um I'm. Select- I mean,
3: I can. Yeah, let me say a few more bits.
0: All right. Um, it just. I'm I not gonna also, get in your way.
3: Yeah. No, I just um, boy, there's just. I'm gonna when we're done, I'm gonna re- remember a few more things I wanted to say. But sure. Yeah, there's uh, there there also is just a lot of work going on right now, and with we've bug fixing and polishing, and we got engineers actually looking at the public issue tracker that you know the community has been putting together, and there's some really good things in there. So, I think, as you can imagine. We have a the August release was kind of light. September release with the special events thing is going to be great, um, but obviously a lot of resources are going to be going into uh, I think something like Solaris. So um, in October you have a you know like the Civil War escalation things. In November you do have the map, but primarily what you're going to see, which is also I think really great, and I think there's a lot of people in the chat that will really agree with this, is that even though the major features work is going to feel a little bit lighter post the special event system you know as we work on Solaris I think we'll see a, a great increase in the amount of nagging bugs polish items just lots of just improvements kind of filling up the past notes and filling up the uh, um, you know the game over, over the course of the next few months so I think I think there's there's probably uh, as many people as excited about that as anything we talked about It's always good when we find time to kind of really crush through those lists and stuff. Absolutely, man.
0: All right. Um, We did mention that we are going to... Well, first of all, this is a lot of stuff um, that we covered. And usually about this time, we might be talking about a roadmap. Do we have any roadmap on the horizon uh, that may cover some of this stuff that we discussed tonight?
3: Yes, sir. Um, The roadmap is done. Um, it's ready for release. I just told Alex, I said, don't release it until I'm done because I want all the glory. But um, essentially, will <laughs> you, I'm not sure if you may even post it tonight, but you'll see it uh, very soon. It'll be a three-month roadmap. It'll have awesome. uh, September, October, and November. And um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's all I have to say. I mean, if there's it's 724, we could say we could take a couple questions for five minutes if it's related to the subjects of tonight. Um, sure um
0: yeah i'll 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 really quickly rehash what we went over um we did talk about uh this the new special event system that's coming up two new maps plus more with the solaris feature that'll be coming out next year um we talked about the possibility of quick play going down to 8v8 um, and potentially an upcoming vote on that of course the solaris feature which is now 1v1 and 2v2 um with uh you know all kinds of extra details and that i can't get into them all um the bolt-ons are the custom geometry the reworking of the supply cache um basically to be like overwatch if you play that uh something similar to that um the mech hanger first person view so you can walk around and oh man just bask in the glory so of your mech
1: i do have a question yep. that i think gets popped up with solaris people Go for are it. asking uh betting it's classic and obviously solaris uh, are we going to have some type of betting or some type of system for matches? Or are you looking into that?
3: Uh, I mean, I'd love to. We we've tried, and we haven't given up yet. But essentially, as you guys all know, it's extremely complex just from a, a legal gambling standpoint that you think, well, just C-bills. Well, you can buy C-bills bundles with MC, which is bought with real money. So... Unfortunately, even that is sort of not a cut and dry. And so there's lots of challenges that come in. Well, that's you just bet this, and you could just have players bet their own C-bills with each other, and then that becomes like a C-bill transfer method, essentially. So it's a challenging problem. I would love to see it. I'd love to see the people spectate, go to the public spectator mode. We even talked about designs like, well, okay, so I see a match with you know your buddy Proton and someone else, like, oh, that looks neat. And they go in there. And I'm watching them, and then people in the spectator chat can actually bet with each other on the outcome of the match. Obviously, that would be amazing, but it's there's gambling problems and like you know yep. legal type all stuff kinds of legal that, issues. Yeah. It's just open up a shitstorm of, of potential issues for us. So, yeah, and
2: speaking as someone who actually ran into the same problems in the previous job I took up before you know joining you guys, everything like that. The one thing I would remind everyone is that. Uh, Gambling laws and everyone's um, country of origin and state of origin are always different, so we can't re- really rely on any singular, you know, place being okay with it to really count on, like just the global system, you know, that it would work for everyone.
0: All right. Um, somebody wants to know. Uh, let's see. This is Super Funktron in relation to the special event system. Is there any way to consider like faction-specific mech? based events is that something you were saying it was gonna be more robust could you do events around faction specific mechs
3: Um, uh, if i understand the question like for example mm-hmm. um i think uh i think you could but i don't think we could restrict like meaning i don't think we can ever like have a design where we say i know you bought that mech with money but you can't use it in this match, so but what we could do is say, well, if your house Lau, and if you use a vindicator, then here's an extra set of tiers of rewards. That right. would be cool. We could do that, but I couldn't yes. say tell the Karita or the Davian guy that he can't play his, um, or like actually restrict, um, his mechs. I don't believe, but um, yeah, we could do uh, faction specific rewards. I believe. I hope I'm not talking out of turn here, but I'm, I think it's very. Uh, feasible for us to be able to say, you know, essentially, did you use a Vindicator and did you get these kills and to add that up and have tiers of rewards and, and then give that way you could give each of the factions a very uh, specific faction flavor um, if they happen to use mechs that are, uh, you know,
1: equated to uh, their faction. Cool. asked, asks, uh, will the bolt-ons affect the mech's geo? And I think uh, Russ already said no. That was the whole point of those. So they do not affect the mech's geo. But when damaged, You're they fall hitboxes, off. You're saying hitboxes, Yes. Yeah, they'll yeah.
3: fall off. So, um, they'll Don't you shoot off my spikes. They'll bolt
1: onto the existing
3: geometry. The existing hitbox geometry will always still be
0: there. Okay, and Super Funk uh, confirmed. That's exactly what it's looking for. Incentive to use faction-specific mechs, not a way to exclude anybody from using whatever. Um, I think that's awesome. I, I love the whole idea of this new um, system just basically allowing for a lot more creativity. And like you mentioned, I look forward to community members giving some ideas for events and so forth. I um, there's a lot there's, of good ideas out there. I
3: saw a really good question in chat. Someone said... If all the mechs for Solaris are going to be tiered, like in the seven divisions, then why exclude the MC mechs? Um, I, I agree. I'm not. I'm not certain we have to. We were just kind of that part of the design is kind of more erring on the side of the caution. It's like, well, why did we limit them out of comp? Well, comp is comp, meaning it's it's a competitive mode that ultimately leads to, to going going to MechCon and, and possibly winning, you know, many thousands of dollars in prizes. So therefore, for Competitive reasons, even though you could make arguments that maybe those mechs aren't even stronger than some of the free ones, it's just it's easier for the sake of fairness and, and everything to just leave them out. Now, Solaris is similar in that it's a very competitive mode, but then again, souls the entire. It's a PvP game, so quick play, faction play. It's all competitive. It's all competitive PvP, but it doesn't lead to actual tournaments and actual cash prizes. So you could you could make the argument that. You know, you really Solaris has no more need of limiting those mechs than say quick player or or or, or faction play or or group queue does. So I think that's a that's a legitimate argument. I just think we were erring on the side of caution saying, Well, we were but maybe we were overthinking that part that it's, you know, more competitive than quick play, which is and kind of isn't at the same time. So I guess we'll kind of continue to think about that and take the temperature and that and I'm kind of I guess I'm open to being as restrictive as comp play but ultimately I'd love to include all the mechs um, I want to because essentially that means that like an MC hero mech like Yen Le Wang won't be in Sires which I think is kind of right. stupid um, so and it's not like that's like a world
0: beater mech in its division. So, no, no, obviously uh, I, they'd still adhere yeah. to the same uh, value system, right? So,
3: yeah, and then like you think of all the heroes that come out every time we release a, you know, a mech pack or whatever, you won't be able to see the very latest mech pack in Solaris until the C versions are released and whatever. So, right. I, th- I think we might have overthought that. Um, it's not the exact same as comp mode. Comp mode is, I think I don't need to explain that again. You guys get that it's a pretty big difference between comp mode and what Solaris will be because ultimately Solaris is still just, um, you know, 1v1, 2v2 inside of special maps and special leaderboards and special gameplay seasons. And there's a lot there, but it's not um, it's not leading to some kind of official tournament and cash prizes. All right. And a few yeah, times people have asked, and,
0: and, and I did uh, I did answer a couple of people but via chat. Um, but, Russ, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, people are asking about free-for-all mode in Solaris. And Paul has mentioned a few times that it's not going to happen. Uh, at least it's not on, you know, anytime soon, if ever. And the reasons are technical. It's it's basically a, an engine or or some kind of uh, technical reason. And I'm not, you know, that's not my department, so I'm not going to pretend yeah. to know.
3: I can talk a bit about that actually because right. we brought that up. And and ultimately, if we were to add anything else to Solaris, it was going to be okay. You got one v one. You got two v two. And after one more aspect of. A free for all, just like a four a four mech free for all. So, you have it's kind of like two v two, but like obviously no one's on a team. So everyone comes up and away you go. It's like a four mech free for all. I think that would be amazing. So, we were scared to death even bring it up to the engineers. Um, I uh, we were surprised to we didn't get absolutely like kicked in the face this time when we asked it. They said yes, it's it's it is it would be very hard and it would take a lot of work. And the reason being is that this entire game was just a whole concept of the whole game is team-based and everything ever essentially written, programmed or whatever is about you're either in one of these teams, you're one of two teams. So the concept of having no team is just the game doesn't think that way at all. So, um, However, having said that, the, the, the guys started to brainstorm and said, oh, okay, yeah, I guess we could do this, we could do that. It's not impossible. So I guess the way I'd leave that now is the chances of seeing it with the initial Solaris release is, is very low because I wouldn't want to add that much development time to getting Solaris out. However, I guess I'll just say I now have hope. I have hope that perhaps post the Solaris launch, we could see this hope for a free-for-all mode um, if we wanted to take on that work, say, post Solaris to... Uh, and again, it wouldn't have to be just Solaris then, potentially. Um, I, it sounds amazing. I Trust me. So I think there's hope, but I wouldn't want to delay the Solaris feature set or the feature release uh, for having that. But we'll just keep hope alive for uh,
0: um, for something post-Solaris uh, that you know, maybe it could happen. Excellent. I love that answer. I wasn't expecting that, actually. Um... So that is uh, good news indeed.
3: Yeah, it's kind of neat, right? I was just about to say, what the hell happened to chat? But I think I know. I'm I'm
0: giving away a clan hero. We'll be doing that momentarily, guys. Um, And there was one other question I wanted to ask before we uh, ended by just talking a little bit about MechCon, of course. Um, People are asking, okay, you can customize your mechs, and that's huge, obviously. Any chance of, um, and I think I already know the answer, but Russ, you can tell me, uh, pilot customization. Specifically, someone was asking about a female pilot um or any other customizable uh options for the pilot. I'm assuming that's not in the plans right now.
3: Well, it's certainly possible. Um, but it's just yeah, I, right at this moment I'm not dedicating the uh the resources to do that because I know it's neat, it's fun, but it's not I guess, um, game changing. You know, it's just we're trying to focus on, you know, game changing aspects, so you know, keep the dream alive, but uh Sure. Someone someone, someone says hanger customization again. Yeah. I think that's going to happen. I I do think we're setting ourselves up nicely for it with, um, this initial walk around camera. But for now it's just like, yeah, we could probably do that in the future. And we're not, you know, we're just, we're focusing first on just slice feature set and, and getting it. So you can walk around
0: that hanger, get some posters on the wall, get a trophy case set up. Oh yeah. I see good stuff in the, in the works. Um, and then also there's obviously, because we're talking Solaris and, and, and these guys want their things, um, is there any chance down the road, since Melee doesn't work in the, the the regular game, is it something that could work in Solaris, or is the same reasons that it doesn't work in Quick Play or Faction Play, the same reason it won't work in Solaris? Sorry, I think I missed that. Which, Just which Melee. Thing? People are hoping that maybe Solaris has a chance yeah, for Melee.
3: Damn, I mean, yeah, it's the same reasons. I mean we have a, a first-person game here that runs in real time. You know, you know this isn't Battletech, you know, like the harebrained game where it's like, is this turn-based? I'm going to play canned animation, run over there and smash that guy. Yeah. Um, this is basically um, another one of those sort of like hit Ridge nightmares of I come up to you and, you know, my arm swings and, you know, it, it, the worry Rock of em, just sock em Robots absolutely ridiculous too. It's yeah. kind of, Part of the worry, so, um, yeah, I, I would say never say never, but there's so many other bigger fish to fry. It's such such a risk, you know. We could say, neat, let's do this. Let's take yeah. five months and like, just like, wow, that just does not look very good, you know. So, um, I can't let's see uh, a way that it would look sodas. good. Yeah, nah, I mean, I mean, it's hard to pick out pick an FPS game that that made it look good. I mean. I don't know. It doesn't hardly ever look good, does it? Does, Chris, that what also, you say?
2: Uh, does that also apply to features that we used to have back in beta, like knockdowns, dragon bowling? Oh, knockdowns.
3: Uh, yeah, man, I mean, I view these topics as unrelated to Solaris. Like I say, they're they're um
0: just in general something yeah. you
3: do across the board. Um, no, but yeah, I, I I know I've said in the past that some of the latest. Fixes and changes that we've made to the uh, the mech, the mech collisions and how they rub up against each other. and All that rubber banding and all that's been cleaned up. So um, it definitely is more possible to go back to the uh, the knockdowns potentially. Yeah, I guess it just it just kind of opens up a new task that we'd have to take time for. That you know the amount of mechs that have a, a get up from the ground animation is like like what like five. You know, like the original there's yeah, like maybe six, maybe probably. eight. You know, so. We're talking about, you know, another 60 new, you know, animations for all those other mechs to, to get up. So it, it's something that is possible, but we just, again, say priority. Would you rather have this or that? Um, and
0: uh, right now, we'd rather have uh, Solaris. All right. We've got our winner there for the Clan Hero mech. Uh, be sure to get back to me. Let me know that you're here and I'll get you sorted. Now, uh, Russ tons of awesome news today and i and i will uh, go over it again at the end of this just real quick but before we head out of here for the night let's talk about metcon uh if, if you don't mind just for a couple minutes um obviously yes. metcon's um, right around the corner
3: yeah well i mean it's coming up it's coming up quickly yes it is uh, yeah i'd love to have as many people there as we can get i mean in summary we're gonna see okay so first off uh there's gonna be a lot of great people there a lot of great people from our community last year was so much fun um i think this year's location is going to be a lot in some ways a lot better like the commodore ballroom is an awesome venue but in some ways it didn't work as well because it was well it's like a concert venue and we all went there for the day and it worked really nicely but with this hotel situation it, you know, everyone should be able to stay there at the hotel, and we're going to kind of be able to create that sort of like con environment where people kind of meet up at the lobby bar, and you know maybe that night previous when they come into town, and then the next day we just go downstairs and go to the big ballroom and have you know met con. People can slip in out in and out to their rooms and stuff if they need to, and uh, I think that's going to create a really good community environment. And then of course, I mean, just the awesome things that are going to be there. You're going to be able to see. Okay, you're going to be able to play for the first time ever, and you know, the public's going to be able to play Mech Warrior 5. And uh, we didn't even talk about Mech Warrior 5, and I guess I should take a minute to say that I hope that's a sign to everybody here that showed up tonight that we are completely um, dedicated to MWL. I mean, any kind of thoughts of like, oh wow, they're done with MWL and moving on to Mech Warrior 5, I mean, I think you guys should feel really good about that right now. Um, MechWarrior Online is still a major initiative and a major focus. So, um, but talking about MechWarrior Five, it's going to be there. You're going to be able to play it. It's I'm so excited about that. The game is uh, a dream come true for me. I'm trying to create my dream uh, MechWarrior Mercenaries product and uh, type of freedom, freedom of movement and control over your actions and your Mercenary unit was really be unprecedented to be nothing like this. You've never play anything like this before, and it's a dream come true for me to work on that game. So I'd come and play it. Um, I doubt there'll be a stage moment where we will show a big MechWarrior 5 video for sure, almost certainly, but we won't show the live. We probably won't show the live game for streaming. That'll be a, a very custom environment meant for the player to experience, not for something to be like streamed. People were, were debating it, but likely. I'll have a, a, a great presentation, but you really need to be there, play the product. So that's awesome. And then, of course, we're going to show the first looks at, at Solaris up on the stage moment as well. Um, we'll probably have stuff to show up. That includes like things like the bolt-ons and the, uh, those systems, probably the hangar environment. So all that's going to be seen. There's the new, one, the new 1v1 maps in the Solaris play area. Come play those the, the q a's and the autograph signings and all that kind of stuff uh we will also of course there's the tournament um we'll have our, our three teams there again and people will be competing for the cash prize um we've made some changes to the comp structure this year hoping that we'll have an even more competitive uh, environment there between the three teams i hope the aussies can come again if you're listening they were awesome so much fun um call out there to the oceanic guys what can I say? There's obviously Catalyst is going to be there again. Be giving them a bigger area. Their area was awesome last time. It Was busy the whole time. Come, come talk to the Catalyst guys and the tabletop stuff. Hairbrain's planning on being there. I think I saw one of their latest Kickstarter announcements that the game is going to move into the new year. So yes, indeed. Yes, that's in, in a way that's I mean not good if you guys are disappointed because you're excited about the game, but awesome that you're going to be able to come to MetCon in December and see what's probably. I'm, I haven't talked to Jordan yet about what they're planning on showing, so this is no promise by me, but. I'm assuming that you're probably going to be able to play something that's very close to a uh, you know a final product of theirs. So that's awesome. Uh, yes, indeed. Boy, oh boy, what am I missing? It's it's going to be jammed. It's going to be awesome. Big pitch. There you go. Come to my. Mac- well,
0: I'll say this. I've been going to every single party since the release party um, in San Francisco many years back. And no no lie, every single party is just just gotten better, better. And yes. better and better and better <laughs> and better. Uh, and there were a lot of people that regretted not going last year. They saw it on the stream or they talked to people that did, uh, people in their unit or whatever. And don't be one of those people that regrets it. Go to mechwarrior.com. I was going to say MWO Marks, but we got mechwarrior.com forward slash mechcon. Get your tickets now. Uh, the earlier you do, obviously, the cheaper all the uh, you know the travel and arrangements will be but it's gonna be awesome and it's in it legit if you are a battletech mech warrior fan there is nothing like being in a building with a bunch of your kind and it's in and, and like I said last year at mechcon um, you know this is one of the best times in my life for being a battletech mech warrior fan other than first discovering it and you know getting into it when I was younger Um, But we have a resurgence of so many things, um, you know, with MechWarrior Online, MechWarrior 5, Battletech, Catalyst Game Lab. It's just such a great time to be a fan of the franchise, and it's a celebration of that time when we all come together at MechCon. Um, But again, tonight we talked about a lot of stuff. And it's all going to be available on YouTube as soon as possible. We'll get this up there. We'll get it in podcast format. And it'll be out there for you guys to check back in on what was discussed if you missed anything. Of course, we talked about the new uh, special event system, new maps, 8v8, Solaris, bolt-ons, in other words, custom geometry, a reworking of the supply cache system, um, a first-person mech hangar, and, uh, and some other cool stuff. So that will be up there. Uh, hope you all had a wonderful time listening to all this good news. I know I did uh congratulations to the winner you got a new mech and that is about it i think we're ready for dinner and and getting out and enjoying the weekend i hope you all out there have a great weekend um we'll be you know phil myself probably be streaming uh mech warrior throughout the weekend something like that so do hang around with us russ is there any uh parting thoughts before we go
3: no no i'm sitting here scamming scanning the chat here um i guess we have to end this thing people are talking about loyalty program that'll be in september like it always is Um, yeah lots of lots of chatter about fixing chat yep we just had a lot of fixes to it we'll keep working on that i I agree it's really important it needs to be better even than it is much better um you guys are the best thanks for playing thanks for supporting us uh we couldn't be here without you guys so um thanks again
0: absolutely and you know again we weren't ignoring you if we didn't get your question. We had specific topics we wanted to discuss tonight. Um, we will have more of these, whether it's uh, production updates or town halls or roundtables or podcasts. We're always trying to do as many as we can. Uh, this time when Russ says it's time to do it, I'll uh, I'll say yes or right away and make sure that it happens quicker than the, uh, the break we had this time. But as some of you know, I was moving, and, and, and that did take up some of my time. But I'm all settled now, so we can do all these types of meetings more regularly we'll probably have some kind of recap of the faction warfare um updates that are coming we will put the word out there we'll get together again and uh, talk about mech warrior online so thank you phil thank you chris anything you guys
1: want to say before we're out of here no just uh have a great weekend be safe uh and of course if you guys are new to the channel make sure to click that follow button above quick shout out to uh russ for taking the time out of his night and day and uh chris thank you for uh chiming in and being here man darren i'm glad uh you and your family got a place to live and it's solid i know uh that was a big deal to you man and of course all of you guys out there thank you so much for tuning in uh quick shout outs to all of our new follows not going to say you followed just for the giveaway. I'd like to think that it's because you love the beard just as much as I do. And, of Mm -hmm. course, a quick shout-out to all of our resubs. Thank you guys for the continued support throughout the days. We are close to 13,000 followers. And, of course, as Darren said, when we hit hit some uh, goals like that, we will be doing some special streams. So, again, thank you guys so much for the support. And,
0: yep, go,
2: Chris. I was going to say thanks, everyone, for coming out. And uh, we'll talk to you guys later.
0: Sounds good. So, uh, yeah, everybody have a great weekend. Uh, We're going to go ahead and raid RJ Bay, so if everybody can go over and say hi to RJ after this, that would be great. He's an awesome streamer. So let's give him some love, and good night, Russ. Good night, Phil. Good night, Chris. Thank you to Zoof. Thank you to Wingbreaker from moderating chat tonight, and thank you all for being here. Have a great weekend.
1: Make sure to head over to the forums, give your feedback about the new uh, content that we have, new uh, format. Let us know what you guys think as well. And of course, as Darren said, make sure to speak up when it comes to some of these topics so your voice is heard. And then that way you don't have any regrets. Guys, have a great weekend. Be safe. And we will see you on the next one. Until next time, Mech Warriors. Peace.